This is St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. Episode 12, Locked In, Part 1. I used to wonder if the younger version of myself would recognize the person I've grown into. These days, I'm what you might generously call softer, more womanly, with hips and curves and not all that much taller. Life in the desert without the luxury of moisturizer has excavated my natural worry lines into deep, narrow canyons around my eyes and mouth. I'm quieter. I fold my arms into my chest to hold up my boobs when I'm not wearing a bra, which is basically always at this point. I twist my face more often, pulling my lips toward my teeth, sucking air through the tiny slit between them. I crack my back a lot. Other than that, I feel more or less the same as I always did. And look more or less the same as I always did. At least to me. Maybe more like my mom than I did before I came to St. Mary's, but otherwise, Florence forever. Oh, the things you think of when you have so much time to yourself. You know, I believed once that if our timelines crossed in some otherworldly plane, that young Florence would know me immediately. I would imagine her running to me, throwing herself into my arms, and I'd whisper, Just survive today and see what happens tomorrow. This was the advice no one ever gave me, but I somehow always followed. But now that I know young Florence would not know who the hell I am, I wonder why I ever thought of it in the first place. St. Mary's girls don't ever think about the future. Though we'd grown up with pictures on the walls of the women who came before us, we didn't know who they were once they left. So we didn't know who we'd be either. What we would do, what we would look like, who we would be. Everything was so present then. So raw. Even now, telling the story of this weird fucking era of my life, I can feel the throb of memory pulsing under the scab of time. Ah, fuck! <sighs> can you hand me that gauze on the table? You okay there, Florence? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? You just look really pale. That's how I look. I mean, more so than usual, which seems sort of impossible, which is why I'm asking. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? I am feeling a little woozy, probably from the wine. Would you mind getting me a glass of water? Yeah, of course. Glasses are in the cabinet above the hot plate. Found them! Would you mind grabbing some more gauze? Oh, and antiseptic too. It's in the first aid kit under the sink. Uh, sure. Okay, Florence, you can do this. Just tiptoe out the fucking door and away from this psycho. I don't see it. Oh, that's right. I moved it. Try the cabinet above the fridge. There's a little step stool in the pantry if it's too high up. Okay. Yeah, it's not there either. So weird. Just keep looking. 
It's gotta be in there somewhere. I'd help, but I'm still feeling kind of faint. <sighs> Shit. What was that? What was what? That noise. Is someone at the door? No. Florence? No, Florence. Run. Florence! Where are you going? Wait! Stop! Do you even know how to drive? Sort of! Now, which one of these gear things is go forward? Florence! Ugh, are these numbers? God damn it. It's a stick! A what? A manual transmission! You couldn't rent an automatic, you lunatic? Do you think I'm made of money? Ugh! Unlock the door, Florence. behind the car until you open the door. You're gonna have to kill me to get out of here. Fine by me. Okay, okay, think. Maybe if I leave it in neutral, it'll just roll away. It's working. And fuck. Fuck. Fuck this fucking flat driveway. Oh no. No, 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 no. Inez? Where the hell did she go? Inez? Inez? Over here. What's that sound? You don't want to know. It's coming from the woods. We have to get inside. Now. It's not safe out here. Why? What's happening? I'll explain later. Just come on. Wait. That nun. She's the one from your visions. Ah! My ears! Inez! I can't move. You have to. We don't have a choice. We need to go. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can help you. Put your arm over my shoulder. There you go. She's coming. I know she is. Don't look at her. But, but pull yourself up. <laughs> now. Can you see her? I don't have to. I know who she is. Stay here. I need to shut the blinds. Florence, don't leave me here. Quiet. Yeah, I think we're okay for now. You're bleeding pretty badly. Can you walk? No, uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay, let's try and get you to the living room. Same as before, put your arm over my shoulder and... There we go. Only a few steps. Sorry in advance, but my couch is really uncomfortable. Ah! You are not joking. I think they got it from a dorm. Brown, scratchy fabric. Uncomfortable cushions. Thick, 
wood frame. If that's not enough to get you cozy, I have an equally scratchy crochet blanket that I made with some really shitty yarn to keep you warm. <sighs> that's probably the reason why no one comes here for a home invasion. I don't have any good stuff. <laughs> you should have broken into Katrina's house. Now, she's rich. Like, low-key royalty or something. You're really fucking stupid. You know that? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was too far. I don't really think you're stupid. No! <laughs> Never mind. I don't know why I'm even apologizing to you. Fucking St. Mary's. It's like every ten minutes I forget that you're not my friend. You're just some rando from the internet with the same problems as me, except you break into people's houses and I don't. <sighs> Inez, are you okay? Yeah. Do you want that blanket or... Uh, Florence, can you turn off the recorder for a little bit? No, I need evidence of all this in case you get up and kill me. I won't kill you. I promise. I just need to shut my eyes. Then why would it matter if the recorder is on? Because I need... I, I need... Oh, please, yes. Tell me what it is that you need. I need privacy. Privacy. Yeah, privacy. While I think about whatever it was that just happened. Don't you? No. But I guess I'm just used to it. Turn it off. Just for a few minutes. Please. Fine. Fucking whatever. I already regret this. Um, hi. So, this is Inez. It's a little after midnight. I only woke up because the moonlight was so bright in this room that I thought it might be morning. But unfortunately, it's not. Florence covered all the windows before we went to bed, but now it looks like they're all open again. Yikes. I'm looking out the living room window and noticing that the desert around Florence's house is even creepier than I thought. I mean, the stars here are chef's kiss. But the shadows are so long with this big, low moon that everything looks long and creepy and spindly. Maybe it's the blood loss, but I don't even know for sure if I'm awake or not. You know, I didn't notice this when the lights were on, but this house is so fucking eerie. Every picture on the wall looks surreal. I can see every knot in the wood panels, and they look so deep like you could stick a finger inside. And also, I don't quite know how to put this, but I'm hearing this sound. But maybe it's in my head, ringing in my ears from earlier. Can you hear it, whoever you are? I'm looking at the chair where Florence was sitting when I fell asleep, and she's not there. I guess this means I need to work up the courage to see if I can find her, but I'm, uh, super scared. I decided to record this so at least someone knows what happened if I don't live to tell the tale. I know it sounds dramatic, but you should see this place. Between the shadows and that sound, it makes me wonder if I'm going insane or, or worse, that I'm not. 
Good news is that it looks like I can move again. I'm going to owe Florence a new set of couch cushions now that I've bled all over them. But otherwise... Okay, no more procrastinating. I'm going to walk to the bedroom because that makes sense. It's where people typically sleep. I'm sorry about the chatter, I just I can't help myself. Thankfully, this place is really tiny and voila! No one in bed. It's made up perfectly complete with the scratchy blanket she described. And again, all the curtains are open, which means she was in here at some point. Or at least someone was. There's two windows, one on the far wall and one on the side of the house. Even though the moon is technically on the far side, it looks like it's coming in through both windows somehow. I don't know how Florence lives here alone like this. Okay, now on to the bathroom. Which, thankfully, looks exactly like a bathroom. And there's nothing in the tub. Walking down this short, narrow hallway to our final destination, the kitchen. <gasps> Florence! Okay, so I found her. She's actually kneeling on the kitchen floor, gunking up linoleum with rivers of blood. Florence! It doesn't seem like she can hear me, because she didn't turn around when I came in. But let's, um, let's try this again. Florence? Can you hear me? Who's there? Ah, uh, it's me. Florence. It's, it's Inez. Inez. Looks like you've been on the floor for a long time. What you doing? I was hiding. Who are you hiding from? I'm in a tunnel. A woman is standing at the exit or maybe the entrance, waving at me. I think she wants me to come with her. So you're hiding from the woman? No. I'm warning her not to come. I don't want her here. You're in the tunnel now. Yeah. And so are you. What? But now the light at the end is going out, and the rest is getting lighter around me like sunrise, but in an old movie. It's all gray. You're gonna have to stay. Florence, how old are you? Fifteen. And is the woman still there? The one at the end of the tunnel? No. She's gone now. And the light's out. Do you know who she is? Shh! Wait! They're coming. I can hear them. Who? You can't hear it? What is that? You need to hide. You're not safe. Shit, 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 shit. 
since there's really no way to record this on video from where I'm hiding, I'm going to do my best to describe what is happening. We are not in Florence's house anymore. We are in some kind of old gymnasium. There's a basketball hoops, wood floors, even a stage with velvet curtains. It's decorated like there's supposed to be a party here or something, but it doesn't feel like a party. Like Florence said, everything is is gray. I can hear people all around me, but wait. Oh my god, they're here. Girls in matching pajamas. Is that Katrina? And Marjorie? Where the hell am I? Marjorie! Over here! The ice cream's melting. I'm not hungry. Really? Because last year you drank three root beer floats. You're not too cool for ice cream now, are you? No. Then what's wrong? The lock-in is the best day of the year. Florence isn't here to bug us, and Sister Mary Collette picked a real movie for us this year. With actors, not a cartoon. I thought you'd be ecstatic. I am. I'm just thinking about our plan for tonight. Well, knock it off. That whole thing is still hours away. Right now, we're having a party. Do you think... He got our note? Timothy? Probably. We slid it under the infirmary door, so unless Sister Mary Collette got to it before he did... Which is highly likely, by the way. It's fine, Marjorie. What does Sister Mary Collette care if we want to talk to Timothy? We're not the ones with the crush. You don't think she's going to care about a secret 2am meeting with a boy in the chapel? (laughs) At a lock-in, where the goal is to literally stay up all night? No, not at all. And if she does, I'll have my parents refurbish the library or something. I hate those brown couches anyway. You know, I sometimes forget that we grew up a lot differently. What's that supposed to mean? It means that any new library couches aside, I was raised to understand that my parents would kill me for anything boy-related after a respectable hour. From what you've told me, your parents would kill you for anything boy-related at any hour. Okay, fair. But won't Sister Mary Colette do the same? Of course not. It's just a conversation between classmates, not a game of spin the bottle. Have you ever even kissed a boy? No. Well, maybe one time. In kindergarten? I'm not sure. See? You're still as pure as the driven snow. Sister Mary Collette won't even bat an eye. Have you? Have I what? Kissed a boy. No. But I've always known that I was born for this, so there wasn't a point in getting attached to anything, really. At least until I came to St Mary's. You've always known? Yeah. I guess that's why it just feels so wrong for Timothy to be here too. He already gets treated as if he's more special, more humble, more holy than we are. But could also leave tomorrow and no one would know from looking at him that he's different. He gets to be sacred at school. And safe in the world. But we aren't really safe anywhere. Not even at school if he's the example of a good stigmatist. I mean, it's not like we can stop the bleeding. Precisely. That's why we need to talk to him. 
there must be somewhere else that would be better suited for him. Somewhere he would feel at home. This is ours. It'll break Florence's heart if he leaves. She'll forgive us. She has no choice. We're all she has. It's just a talk, Marjorie. It'll be fine. And I bet it'll be even better once we get some ice cream. Probably. Girls, oh girls, it's time to start the film. Grab your snacks and your floats and let's head over to room 201. Yes! Looks like they're walking out through a set of double doors into nothingness. But I'm still weirdly in this gym. Wait. There's something sticking out of the top of Katrina's Ugg boot. What is that? It's a knife in us. Katrina? Welcome to the lock-in. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. If you enjoyed this chapter, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to support this podcast so we can keep making more episodes, click the support link in the show notes. To learn more about this and all our projects, visit our website, newgirlpictures.com.